channel one. Checking security ID. Security cleared. You are now entering the community. Incorporated audio podcast formation. Hello, this is John Lafrenowich. Welcome to the second episode of the Chameleons Incorporated audio podcast on not only Anchor, but also Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. The same podcast websites where you can also listen to and download the Beyond the Unknown audio podcast, the eighth episode of which has just been uploaded, and which I hope you'll check out, as well as considering making a small financial donation to help keep both audio podcasts, in fact, all podcasts, on the air. Those of you who do own copies of the first three Chameleons Incorporated novels, those of you who do own copies of the first three Chameleons Incorporated novels and possibly the ebook short story, A Mystery Without End, not to mention visiting the Chameleons elsewhere on the internet and which I'll get to later on in this podcast episode, are no doubt familiar with how I came to create the overall concept. For those not yet introduced to Chameleons Incorporated, here is a brief recap of the literary origins. Over 20 years ago, I wrote the teleplay for Codename Chameleons, a possible TV movie which I'd hoped to get Hollywood interested in producing. Think of the chameleons as Charlie's Angels, but without Charlie. Though one of the chameleons' allies, their accountant slash personal assistant, Rhonda Hawks, does share much in common with the Angels' sidekick, John Bosley. For those already familiar with the classic TV series and its feature film spin-offs. In the end, however, that task of even getting Hollywood interested in codenamed chameleons then was, at best, a long shot. Fortunately, in 2002, codenamed chameleons did make it. As a TV movie, but as a prose novel published by iUniverse, the first book that I ever wrote and got published. The book might not have been the bestseller sensation that others associated with literary franchises like Harry Potter, Twilight, and The Hunger Games were. Still, the fact that I managed to get my first book published was, in many respects, a positive and personal accomplishment for yours truly. But it wouldn't be until eight years later that Chameleons to the Rescue 
the second Camille Incorporated novel, and my second overall book was published. By then, you Justice, technological and otherwise, were starting to open up, not only for yours truly, but also the current generation of writers, authors, filmmakers, podcasters, etc. Ever since Chameleons to the Rescue was first published at the start of this decade, I've managed to write and get published six more books and various short stories and articles, including the third Chameleons novel, Target Chameleons. All eight books you can purchase online from such online retailers as Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. And as for my next book, that bit of info I'll save for later on in this podcast. In the meantime, as promised last month, here's the story behind one of the key characters in the Chameleons Incorporated saga, namely the detective agency's leader, Cindy Markham. Like her Chameleons colleagues, Jennifer Lewis, Brooke Clark, Michelle Reynolds, and Sasha Cornwall, Cindy's life has been defined by both death and tragedy. Those of you who actually own copies of the first three books are already aware that Chameleons Incorporated was created out of the senseless deaths of the female quintet's college classmates, including their childhood friend, Gina D'Angelo, and without revealing their true identities, partly to save their loved ones and friends from any and all criminal reprisals. In Sydney's case, her personal tragedy runs far deeper. Given the fact that her parents died while she attended college. In the case of Cindy's father, in the case of Cindy's father, a Los Angeles-based doctor slash surgeon, he was gunned down by an unknown gunman. If you've read Codename Chameleons, you already know that prior to Cindy's father's murder, he helped provide the evidence needed to put a leading crime boss behind bars for life, who might have been the most likely suspect to order Cindy's father's murder. Had he and his underlings not died under circumstances which remain a mystery, just like the identities of those who killed not only Cindy's father, but also her college classmates. It was those unsolved killings which led Cindy, Jennifer, Brooke, Michelle, and Sasha to create Chameleons Incorporated, not only to see that justice was served, but also make sure that no innocence ever suffers the consequences of crime in all its violent forms, including the pain and suffering that many of us still can't forget and erase. Not only then, 
and now, but also in the future. As for the mysteries behind the killings, which led to the chameleon's birth, that'll no doubt be answered, hopefully, in future books, and more. You can never truly tell what'll happen next for the chameleons. Unlike her chameleon's teammates, Cindy has a steady boyfriend who's, more often than not, helped the female detectives, namely FBI agent Kyle Oswell, one of several people who knows the chameleon's true identities and is smart enough to keep his association with them a secret from much of the outside world, including his FBI colleagues and superiors, and not just in LA and Washington, D.C. As for how Cindy and Kyle met and fell in love with each other, not to mention Kyle becoming as important an ally and confidence to the chameleons as Rhonda Hawks and Meredith Cornwell, Sasha's mother, well, that too will be revealed in future books and elsewhere. Oh yes, as for the years between Cindy and her colleagues, graduating from college, and them returning to L.A. to establish both Chameleons Incorporated and the trio of mega music stores, with the latter serving as the front for the former. When they traveled around the world, getting the appropriate training and teaching for their careers as both detectives and disguise experts. Well, that will also be revealed in future books and more. As if with so many other things, it's simply a matter of when they'll be answered. Never let it be said that I always keep my readers in the dark. In future podcast episodes, you can expect more backstories behind the many characters which occupy the world of Chameleons Incorporated. And that includes the aforementioned Kyle Oswald. And don't worry, I'm not forgetting the Chameleon's Rogues Gallery, including the 666 Committee, who appeared in both Codename Chameleons and Target Chameleons. And speaking of the very first Chameleons Incorporated book, and I can't think of a better segue than that. And I mentioned not only in last month's podcast episode, but also elsewhere on the internet, including the official Chameleons Incorporated website. More on that in a little while. Codename Chameleons, the first Chameleons novel, and my first overall published book, began life as an unsold TV movie script, first written over 20 years ago. I say the word unsold very strongly since I had trouble financially and otherwise trying to get Hollywood interested. Roughly a decade after I turned Codename Chameleons into a prose novel, I decided to write a feature film adaptation of it, even going so far as to set up an account with Amazon.com's film and TV production company. Amazon Studios. 
not only in drumming up support for the project, but also getting Amazon Studios to co-produce the proposed film, with yours truly even creating a possible trailer teaser to help draw attention to it. But a few years ago, Amazon Studios guidelines and policies towards submitting ideas and concepts for original TV series and theatrical feature films greatly change, putting not only yours truly, but also others wanting to break into film and TV at a disadvantage. By that time, I was already busy with other creative projects, not to mention attempting to draw attention to my picture shop website, a plug for which I'll give towards the end of this episode. Still, I haven't given up writing a screenplay revision of Codename Chameleon, with the hope that I'll eventually get Hollywood interested in it. Providing that I play a major creative role in the film's production, if that comes to pass. It's just that I've been busy, and not all the things that have occupied my time as of late have to do with my creative projects. If I do decide to write another screenplay draft of Codename Chameleons, it'll be after my next book, The Janice Terror, gets published in time for Christmas. And I'll mention that in a little while. Doing the screenplay revision for Codename Chameleons will be one of my New Year's resolutions for 2020, as well as trying to get a major Hollywood film studio interested in producing and financing it. I firmly believe that Codename Chameleons has potential as a feature film franchise, much like James Bond and Harry Potter. When you do visit Anchor's website at anchor.fm where you can check out and download episodes of both Chameleons and Beyond the Unknown audio podcasts. Why not leave a voice message and let me know your feelings towards Chameleons Incorporated appearing on the big screen, including casting ideas. But please, no ideas as far as the screenplay is concerned. I don't want co-named chameleons to end up like snakes on a plane. And we all know how that latter film ended up. And now... For those of you who surf the internet, which is almost all the time, you can find Chameleons Incorporated, and not just with audio podcast. There's the official Chameleons Incorporated website, one of four that I manage via Webly, spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y, and I'll mention the other three before the end of this episode. The Chameleons website at chameleonsinc.webly.com contains not only biographies of the key characters in all three books, supporting casts and rogues gallery, but also pages devoted to the books themselves, including links to the online retailers where you can purchase them from. The Chameleons websites, also where you can purchase your copy or copies of in both EPUB and PDF formats. 
the original short story, A Mystery Without End. Its overall plot tied in more or less to my upcoming book, The Janus Terror. For the PDF version, you'll need Adobe Acrobat Reader DC. For the EPUB version, you'll need Adobe Digital Editions and Barnes & Noble's Nook e-reader devices. And I'm still working on getting a mystery without end formatted for both display and reading on Amazon.com's Kindle ebook devices and Kobo's ebook devices. More news on that soon. You can also find, like, and subscribe to the Chameleons not only on their own Facebook page but also on their own channel on YouTube. The latter site, including the most recent video uploaded promoting not only the books themselves, but also the very podcast that you're now listening to, as well as some important news, which I'll get to shortly. Please be sure to type my name, surname spelled L-A-V-E-R-N-O-I-C-H, as well as Chameleons Incorporated and Facebook, YouTube's websites, search engines. If anything else, to prove that I'm not kidding. And while we're on the subject of websites, I also have my own e-commerce shopping page on Etsy, spelled E-T-S-Y. And hopefully in the next few weeks, and hopefully in the next few weeks, I plan to add to that site's shopping inventory, among other things, lithograph reproductions and digital downloads featuring not only Chameleons Incorporated, but also my other literary franchise, Beyond the Unknown. Some of the lithograph reproductions that you'll be able to purchase and own via my shopping page on Etsy are the same illustrations featured on both the Chameleons and BTU official websites. And I'll give you the web address for the official BTU website in a few minutes. My Etsy shopping pages also where you can purchase one or more copies of the Memories of My Youth audiobook, both an audio CD disc and Windows media audio formats. And that's not all I'll be adding to my Etsy shopping page, which you can find at etsy.com slash shop slash high by Lavernowich. In the coming weeks, forthcoming videos on the Chameleon's Facebook and YouTube pages will give you a lot more details than what I'm giving you in this podcast right now. <laughs> And speaking of the audio version of Memories My Youth, you can also purchase it on my official website, Creative Fluency, at johnlavernowich.webley.com, where you can also learn about my other books separate from both Chameleons Incorporated and Beyond the Unknown, including my forthcoming book, The Janus Terror, which I'm still working on and hope to have finished in time for Christmas. The Janus Terror isn't your typical political suspense novel. Even though assassinations and conspiracies are at the heart of the book's overall plot, 
And after you purchase and read your copy or copies of the Janus Terror, you'll learn that it's far from being run-of-the-mill. And please don't forget to visit not only the Janus Terror's Facebook page, but also my official YouTube video channel for upcoming videos promoting the book itself. And please don't forget my other two websites that I manage via Webly, including the official Beyond the Unknown website at beyondtheunknown.webly.com, where you can learn more about not only the two BTU prose books, Beyond the Unknown and Twists and Turns of Fate, including shopping links to where you can purchase your copy of them, but also the BTU comic book project on my Patreon page. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, which you can lend your financial support to at patreon.com slash and get some great incentives if you decide to do so. And please also check out BTU on both Facebook and YouTube. Speaking of comic books in general, a Chameleons Incorporated comic book might be a sure bet as a BTU comic book. And anyone listening to this who agrees with that idea can share their views on the Chameleons Facebook page or via a voice message on my Anchor page. Then, there's also my Picture Shop and Audio and Video Services website at jlpictureshop.webly.com where you can buy and own not only original illustration and photograph lithographs, and that includes my inventory on my Fine Art America page at fineartamerica.com slash profiles slash John Lavernowich, but also original illustrations that I'll draw on request, either in regular pen and ink or digital format and mail them directly to you by a regular mail or email. That same e-commerce website is where you can also purchase original Christmas greeting cards made entirely in the U.S., which I'll mail to you via the U.S. Postal Service. But there is more to my picture shop website than just original artworks and photographs, as you'll find out when you actually visit the website itself. And the majority of what I sell on my picture shop website makes great holiday gifts. For those of you wanting to buy something different to give to both family and friends as the holidays approach. Oh yes, please don't forget to shop any and all small businesses, mine included, this upcoming November 30th on Small Business Saturday. If anything else, to help keep them up and running in their own communities. And they definitely need your support and patronage. And not just during this holiday season. Trust me, they'll be glad that you did. And so will you, especially if you purchase one or more holiday gifts from them that are definitely off the beaten path. So ends the latest episode of the Chameleons Incorporated audio podcast. I hope that you visit my pages on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public for past 
present and future episodes of not only this, but also the Beyond the Unknown audio podcast as well. And please support us independent writers, authors, artists, filmmakers, podcasters, merchants, and photographers. We greatly appreciate it. Until next month, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.